0: Hello.
1: Good afternoon, Ms. Drake. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good, Dr. Sutton. How are you? I'm good.
1: Thank you for gracefully accepting my request to uh, do a little brief podcast with you because I wanted to talk about uh, expectations, the expectations people have one on on another and how sometimes expectations that people put on us are not good or godly. But we live in a society, especially in America, where there's so many external expectations on us, we can't figure out between the ones that are of God and the ones that are of good-minded people, but not just for us. You know what I'm saying? I believe it. Have you ever been in a situation where people wanted you to do one thing, but in your spirit you felt that that God was leading you in a different direction?
0: Oh yeah, that's all the time. I think one of the one of the prime examples is with, always with family. They expect certain things out of you and want you to do a certain kind of lifestyle, whether that be they want you to go to this school and go get your doctorates or become a lawyer. That is their expectation of you. But that may not be the track that God is putting you on. So they can't track with your mindset if you are not doing what they expect of you.
1: Yeah. and I mean, we see that so much in the Bible. Just pick any character you want. Think about Moses. Moses was raised as an Egyptian and had an expectation by whom he was raised. Even his mother, natural mother, thought because he was adopted into the Egyptian culture and he was rising as a famed Egyptian, that he would mm-hmm. eventually be pharaoh. But God had a different plan for Moses. Mm, and it kind of confused Moses because the expectation was the prince to be a pharaoh not for the prince that's, that's going to be a pharaoh to end up leaving for 40 years to come back to set the Israelites free.
0: Right.
1: And when we're living under the expectation of the world, God tends to use those who are in high expectation of the world, but he has a different path for them. I and would say, yeah, go ahead.
0: No, you go ahead, Dr. Sutton. No, go ahead. Well I was just I was just gonna think about that because you know sometimes we wanna presume certain things about certain people. So as you were saying about Moses, probably people everybody was expecting him to go down that specific path. Mm-hmm. So because he didn't and God already had something for him, I wonder what the family could be thinking like why would you stray away from this path that was given to you? Why would you wanna do contrary to what you've been like grown up to be?
1: Yeah, that you're groomed to do. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> do not have freed us by being Pharaoh right you know think about Jesus and John the Bible says he came unto his own his own received him not why did not why did they not receive them him because they had an expectation mm-hmm. contrary to the word of God right they wanted a Davidic type of leader they wanted a, a, a Messiah Which way they were expecting. They were expecting the right person, but he came in the wrong package. (laughs) Right, exactly. You know, they wanted someone that would conquer the Romans and put them back on top like David did. They wanted the prosperity of the time of Solomon. But Jesus came to fulfill something that was greater for them, but they couldn't see it. So their expectations fell short of what God wanted. But it was exactly what they needed.
0: Mm. You should say that again. I don't know if I can,
1: but <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying. What I'm trying, what I, I, I want to try to say it in a simpler way that that oftentimes our expectations are not what God want is not what we need. What we need our ex- expectations are what we want. Right. And I'm not saying sometimes what you want is not good. I'm just saying, uh, dealing with the God that I have run an encounter to in my own life experience, I would have never been doing what I'm doing now as a pastor if I lived up to other people's expectation. And what they had for me was good. Mm-hmm. I lived a good life. you know. So I'm not saying that I went from this bad life to being a pastor. All I'm saying is, is the expectation of health, wealth, and money I went through. But at what cost? I was on my way to losing my soul. Mm. So everybody around me applauded me, but I was empty. And God had a different expectation for me that confused me when I realized he wanted me to go in a different direction. And I would say this to most people. When you finally, God finally opens your eyes and the scales fall away as into your purpose, it often is counterintuitive to the way way you've been living and what you've been doing. That's right. It's totally different. It's a new path. And the only way to walk this path of his expectations is what? By faith.
0: See, then that turns into an unexpected blessing Mm -hmm. because those expectations which kind of keep you in a kind of a bondage, kind of. Because you're trying to, if you stay in those pathways, you kind of keep yourself on a trajectory that's going in a direction that might be, like you said, good for you, but it's not the best for you. And God always has the best plan for you, not just the good plan.
1: I said, so You said something. And I don't think you know what you said, but this is how I heard it. When God tries to send you on that different path, it num- normally comes in the form of a, circumstance, incident, or accident. Mm. You're going through. Think about Mm -hmm. it. When when God illuminated what he wanted me to do, the people I love did not understand it. So they gave me grief. They gave me a lot of Mm -hmm. grief about this. You know? And in that pain, he manifested himself and his power because where they doubted, he performed. Mm. See, and, I, and I try to teach people that you are blessed when you have to go through something because if it's God's plan that you go through, then his power will be the manifestation and will bring you out. It, he will manifest his power in your pain to bring you out. So while other people have an expectation of you turning back, giving up, Coming back to where you were, you know, we always like to think of people where we saw them last. If they saw mm. you a drug addict, they like to remember you as drug addict. You know, if you were right. crackhead Ezell in the neighborhood, you'll meet him 20 years from now and you will still call him or her crackhead Ezell. But when they try to show the power of God in their life, you become so uncomfortable because that's not the expectation you had for them.
0: Right, you want to keep them where they've always been, and God's elevating them to a different path.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. So when, when, and I would tell a person, it's only when you find your purpose in God's expectation. Now we're talking about movement, that Abrahamic movement. Go, Well, where am I going, God? I'll let you know when you get there. What am mm-hmm. I going to run into? I don't know, but I trust God enough to to go. So now we come into the faith. Expectations of faith. You're switching gears. You have the expectation of people, and now you have an expectation of faith. Expectation of faith says, I trust God. And as I move to the expectation of faith, I trust God to walk in his truth and his word. Mm -hmm. So I'm not concerned about the expectation of man as much. It's a growing process. Sanctifying yourself in the truth and moving as God wants you to move, it's not gonna happen overnight. Mm But if you trust God enough, you'll do that. You'll be willing to leave all that you know to do something different. To walk into your destiny. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to be painful. But it's through the pain he's going to manifest himself. Because who gets the glory while you're in pain and he brings you through? He does. Exactly. You know? So be thank God. See, I thank God. And I tell people all, all the time, just watch the pattern of the Bible with the Israelites. After the prosperity of Solomon, they became disobedient.
0: Mm. And
1: in pain to be delivered again and again and again and again, okay? Right. Sometimes we experience a period of prosperity that we're about to be tested in our faith with the next challenge. You go through. You get put in to go through to come out to go back in, mm-hmm. and you are gonna have that pattern. And the key of your growth and maturity in Christ will be your ability to handle the going through as much as you handle coming out. Right. You know. You know what I'm saying. You praising Him from start to finish versus just the, just at the finish. Hmm. You when you when you and I'm use this word lightly. A baby saint just to show the difference. You might not praise him until he brings you through. Hmm. You're not used to that. You know what I'm saying? You're not used to that. Yeah. It's new to right. you. But as you get seasoned in Christ, you already know this challenge, even if it's brought in by evil, will be for my good because that God that saw me through when I was a baby is the same God that's going to see me through when I'm a, as an adult in this. And guess what? I'm not going to wait till the end to give him some praise and some glory. I'm going to start praising him now.
0: Yep, praise
1: right now. When I first get into the situation, you know, that's why I tell people there's no bad time to give God some praise and some glory. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you got to make a spectacle of yourself. Sometimes you mm-hmm. could just say under your breath, Thank you, Jesus. And while everybody else is wondering and living in the expectation of the world, why it happened to me, see, the world will always have you talking about. Why it's happening to me? Why is it happening to me? You know, why am I going through this? But as you mature in Christ, you ask, you ask God, not so much why, but your questions should be, "What are you trying to show me in this that I'm about to go through?" And Mm -hmm. what He's trying to show you is you. You already know He got the power to get you out, right?
0: Of course. So then it can't
1: be him manifesting his ability and his power. It has to be something he's trying to show in you that he's mm. trying to get rid of or trying to grow. Think about a piece of a piece of gold, rough gold. It gets put mm. in the fire so what the draws could be drawn off, right?
0: Right, all the impurities can come out. That's right. Mm. So it's not
1: about the fire's ability to, to do it, it's about the fire heating up. The gold, you mm-hmm. the dross fall off, the impurities fall off, so that you can come out on the other side as pure gold. Think about a diamond, a lump of coal that's under immense pressure over years, and when it when it's the right time, to the nanosecond, it becomes a diamond. Think about the Hebrew boys in the fire, and Nebuchadnezzar mm-hmm. as I see four ones look like look like an angel, look like the Lord, look like a shining light, and and they they came they came out as if they were never in the fire. So what I'd say is, you'll go in the fire and you won't even smell like smoke. You will not smell like what, what you've been through. But it's only when you live under the expectations of God and lay your expectations on God. See, the flip side of this, how much do you expect from God? God. I'm asking you that question
0: <laughs> oh I'm sorry you wanted me to ask well what would I expect from that I would expect him to do all that he's going to do more
1: than that you expect to do everything he promised right of course because he's God right right oh so if God keeps his promises all you have to do is walk in his promise right Of course, so if he's Jehovah the healer, then you have the capacity, if you trust him, to walk in your healing before it's manifested.
0: Exactly.
1: So, living on the expectation when having expectation of God as his child, because we expect him to perform like a parent, having the expectation of God as a child is so important. That's why he said. We need to come to him like a little child. A little child has an expectation of the parent.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That they will perform as a parent. And as long as we keep it simple, I I wrote something on Facebook today about uh, if you don't know ecclesiology, eschatology, pneumology, soteriology, that's okay. What you need to have is a testimony to know that Jesus is saved, that Jesus saves,
0: right?
1: All that stuff is good. Don't get me wrong, because I, because you know, I know that stuff. I've been training that stuff, but but it boils down to what's your testimony? What is your testimony of coming out of the expectations of people and living under? The- so, are you there, Doctor
0: Saki? Hello? Uh Uh-oh. Hello? Okay, Dr. Sutton. I didn't want to say anything because the feature cut out and it went blank, so I just was waiting to see if it was going to come back. Okay. So, I I don't know if you were talking and I I missed... I asked you what was grace. What do you think...
1: What is your definition of grace? Because to live on the expectation of God, God commands us to live under this thing called grace.
0: Yeah. Well, for me, I believe that grace is him having mercy on us. Okay. Where we are, where we know that we don't deserve it. It's the grace that he gives us that we know we don't deserve, but he gives it to us. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And he gives it to us because of what he loves us, right? Yes. This unconditional, unmeritorious love. And all he expects us to do, now watch the expectation. What he expects us to do to do is live a life that appreciates the grace, the love, and the mercy. And then what do we do with it? He's filled us with grace, love, and mercy, showed us how that's done by giving his son for us and, and showing us how to live a life. We're supposed to show others. Right. We're supposed to give that grace out to others. We're supposed to give that mercy out to others. So when I live on the expectation of God, I purposely look forward to the opportunity to give someone mercy, grace, and love. Mm. I purposely daily ask God, who can I bless today? With grace, grace, mercy, and love.
0: You think that part is hard? Oh yeah, because
1: it, the expectation of the world is that my perform, I, my I live a life of performance. So it's about how many, how much. It's about quantity, not quality. But when you live under the life of Christ, when you live in, under the Lord's expectation, then it's about quality. You may just be able to, to do that for one person. And then you're back on the grind of the world, you know, because we have to live in this world. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not about floating around on a no cloud. <laughs> you no, know, run around speaking tongues all the time. It's not about that. Right. But if I could be kind to one person today. Maybe that will catapult that person into a whole different relationship with God. Have you ever thought about the fact that with the expectation that Christ gives us, Paul said it best, I, I I become all things to all people to save some, that this is really not about numbers, but it's about relationships? Yes. So how important are relationships in Christ to you?
0: They're very significant. If you don't have a relationship with that person or try to establish one, how could you reach them?
1: Okay. Okay. And I agree with that. See, see, that's what I'm saying. So teach one, reach one. Mm. But the way we reach them is through, through kindness and grace. And actually grace is so magnanimous. So stupendous that it covers everything because mm. grace will cover with love. The multitudes of sins where grace of, Where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. So this thing we call grace that we always are learning more about is so powerful of a a dynamic of our relationship with God that it can cover every circumstance we, we are in. And I'm personally a witness to watching grace come through me with Jesus living through me to others and seeing the manifestation of God through grace.
0: It's powerful.
1: You know, simple stuff, stuff yeah. that most people won't take for granted. You know, and I'm talking about down-to-earth stuff. I'm not talking about, again, out in the stratosphere stuff. I'm talking about stuff like I needed to repair my roof. Everybody was talking about 5,000, 2,000, 1,000, 6,000. So I was kind of unsure because why is it that far? You know, why is one say it could do 4,000 and other talking about 6,000? So I know who to Mm -hmm. trust. Well, I called a brother in Christ who said he couldn't get to it, but he referred another brother in Christ to me. That brother got on my roof and said, all you needed was three shingles. He did it. I told him I was going to pay him. He said, no, pastor, uh, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Well, I look at it like this. It was my first time meeting this brother. But I had been gracious to the brother I called at first. And he referred me to someone else, and I believe this: when somebody does something for me by the grace of God, I am obligated at that point because I know how good God was. Well, with that five hundred dollars, I donated it to charity because that's what I thought he was going to charge me. So what I did was I didn't leave the grace in my pocket because he told me it might be around five hundred he told me all I needed was a couple of shingles. And and as, as of yet, the roof hasn't leaked again. Oh, wow. So I passed awesome. that on. So, so it was something little. Mm-hmm. I understood that I didn't need to sit on that. So God said, with that money that you was going to give him, you're going to give it to somebody else. But what I did do for him was I referred him five other people. Mm-hmm. I just know and I believe this with all my heart as a pastor and as a as a child of God, most so as a child of God. If we would all look out for each other like like I just said on everyday the world would be a much better place.
0: It definitely would be.
1: You know, it would be a much better place. So that's having that love. What you say? I
0: said that's having that love as well.
1: That's right. That's
0: right. People.
1: So, Ms. Drake, do you have anything else on expectations that you want to add to our podcast?
0: You know what, Dr. Sutton? I don't have a lot to say, but what I do have to say is that, you know, when we think about what God wants for us, that we do not need to have and be so concerned with expectations of other people. We just need to do our best to be our best in God and let God mold our paths, guide our paths, and then we will get what we need and we will do what he expects of us to do.
1: Amen. And with that, this is Pastor Teacher Dr. James Sutton of Walking True Christian Fellowship Church and the great, awesome Tanika Drake saying, be encouraged, be blessed, and live up to God's expectations and not the expectation of the people. Amen.
0: Amen. All right. Talk to you in a minute. Okay.